Welcome back to It Was Murder. (laughs) The number one and only heart to heart podcast on the internet. Still, I'm shocked, uh, not appalled, very happy to be here. I am as your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, Mm, before you say anything, Uh I have an announcement. Ooh. I've started a second heart to heart podcast. Just kidding. God damn um, it. This is <laughs> I just couldn't take the intro anymore. I had to stop it. Oh. Um, but it's like an off-brand version of this podcast. So it's called <laughs> It Is Murders. Um, it's like a wrap-up. It's all spelled wrong and stuff. A wrap-up podcast about this podcast. Yeah. Well, that's um, frustrating. No, this is the 50th episode of the podcast holy shit wow yeah we did i'm counting i'm counting the intro Hmm. and of course the pilot but this is it and uh what about our anniversary baby it got you on my mind (laughs) nice that's why i'm wearing this gold um Mm -hmm. well i'm wearing this because it's so cool but i mean i'm also wearing it because it's gold (laughs) 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 so i mean that's something right yeah, Ellen 50, is wearing her 50. her gold white fury. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because tonight Man. we are talking about what becomes a murder most. What becomes a murder most? What does that mean? What's you told me that it was a, a take on a, an ad campaign. It's a take on the black glamour mink campaign, which was what becomes a legend most, and it featured people like Lauren Bacall. Hmm. Oh. It's like a really good ad campaign, actually, hmm. for animal pelts. Nice. Oh, okay. Wow. That, mm-hmm. This is definitely a take on that, then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I have to say, though, I, I get a little weirded out when I see White Fury written a bunch of times and <laughs> yeah. people saying White Fury yeah. over and over again. I was like, I feel like I've seen enough White Fury this year. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have enough White Fury. <laughs> I have half of the white fury that Joe has. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, ta- it's tamped down by my black rage. <laughs> well, okay. This I'm very excited to talk about this episode. But me before too. we can, we have to do the minute maxes oh, where we sum up the plot of this episode in 60 seconds, which I feel like is going to be a challenge <laughs> for me. But luckily. I don't go first. <laughs> Ellen does. Shit. Hey. Oh, shit. I was so high on the 50th. For the 50th ep- time. Yes. I was so juiced. <laughs> and now I'm weirdly angry. I have half white, half white fury. <laughs> half white fury. I, since the day I was born. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it because I don't have a choice. So I don't know why I'm building it up like that. <laughs> Not optional. All right, what becomes a murderer most? So Jennifer is at a glamorous photo shoot with a fur coat that turns out to be fake, and it's for a company incredibly called White Fury, and their slogan is "The only copy for an original." 
Um, then, unfortunately, we cut to something that is a very bad sign, which is someone looking at pictures of people in a magazine and cutting them up with an exacto knife. <laughs> so we all know there's a psychotic killer on the loose. And sure enough, Evelyn Carney, who's in the ad campaign, gets murdered by someone that she looks up from her weird, fussy bed and says, oh, hello, or something like that. And then she gets killed. So the press goes wild about the white fury killer. The creepy husband of Evelyn Carney, Robert Carney, comes and acts like he's going to kill Jennifer. But then he doesn't. He just spills a drink and he leaves, but he stays very creepy. So then the police and Laura Bancroft, one of the other ladies in the campaign, who is like the most dramatic lady ever, the hearts are like, come stay at her house. You'll be safe there. But she's not safe. She gets murdered in their swing pool. Then the creepy husband comes back and tries to kill Jennifer. And then a kid comes in a van. And then Robert Carney ends up injured and probably in jail at the end. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, okay. It was 50 episodes of experience under that. Yeah, that was, felt it. I it felt was the 50. Yeah. I felt the 50. It was good. Getting old, that's what that feels like. Oh, God. <laughs> Over the hill. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> what becomes a murder most? Jennifer is uh, being shot for an ad campaign for White Fury, uh, which is usually just old white women. But now it's Jennifer. And one of the old white women is murdered in her bed. And it's obviously done by her husband, who's being a real creep, uh, who is also gainfully employed. Very important note. Um, then this fabulous other old woman who's from Creepshow uh, shows up yes. and sass talks everybody. And I love her. And then she gets in a bikini and gets murdered by the other woman's husband. Uh, after that, they think there's a white fury killer. So they put Jennifer on house arrest with Max who leaves her alone. And then the murderer comes <laughs> as at the same time as a delivery guy for the white fury coat. He uh, shoots at them. The delivery guy <laughs> jumps under a, a van and then Jonathan shows up and pulls a gun out of his fucking steering wheel and shoots the guy oh, in the shoulder. Like and then there's a chase and then there's a cute ending. Bonkers. Bonkers. So the great. cat. So great. <laughs> oh, all right. Here I go. What becomes a murder most? There's a man cutting models out of a magazine, white fury models and burning their pictures. And then Jennifer is modeling for that same company. Uh, the, the model that she that was modeling for that company before got murdered. Oh, no. And she was found in her white fury coat. So they they try to figure out if it has anything to do with white fury, but they don't know. So Jennifer does not pull out of the modeling campaign yet. They launch, they have a party for her picture and they tell the second model that she needs to come to their house to be safe where they just let her go out into the pool at midnight in a bikini and Drunk. Max makes a bunch of loud noise in the kitchen and just leaves her out there. She gets murdered. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it turns out it's the man, the first model's husband who's been murdering everybody who. Jonathan finds out because they tell the modeling agency, the white fury that they're not going to have Jennifer model. So they delete all the pictures, but one of the picture got sent to the Hollywood Tatler and that's how they figure out that <laughs> it was him because he stole the picture off Jennifer, I guess. I don't really know why he was murdering them still. I don't understand the end. Okay. I know. I know why he's murdering them. Let's okay. clear this up because I was so confused mm -hmm. until was... I think I got it during his villain explanation, but even that was confusing. Yeah. Oh, I feel like this is one, I know this is going to sound bonkers, but I feel like the motivation for this uh, murder is actually one that people have used IRL, as the kids say, yeah. where people try and, you know, like they'll break into 
Oh, what was the, oh like jagged edge, right? It's oh, totally God. jagged edge. So you break in and you commit a similar or identical crime, and then you wait a little bit, and then you do that one, and you actually target the person that you want to kill, but it just like your trail just evaporates. Probably not if you do it like Robert Carney did, yeah. and you go to somebody's house and act visibly insane mm -hmm. um and then he has so many briefcases that he takes to the house and he's trying to sneak into their onto their property in the biggest car in the world mm. i mean it's like he's driving a limo to hold all of his weird briefcases of crazy <laughs> tools or whatever but yeah so he doesn't do it very well but i do appreciate that he um but what was I, what on, was he on, doing on yeah. his motivation that he's he's broke and he needs his wife's uh, money because she wouldn't give him any when they were married. And he were they not is married anymore? A piece of shit. No, they were still married. But he said that she was tight with the. She wouldn't give him any money. Yeah, her okay. money was hers. I I get that. So here's where I guess this is where I get a little confused. He was he was gainfully employed. He was like he had a, a his own company, his own intersecurity services or whatever <laughs> company. Is 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 and is. I wanted he made some bad investments. He says or he oh, made some okay. bad business dealings. So that's uh, that was so that's so why fleeting. he needs the money. This is and a, she's not going to bail him out because he, she. I guess she's just you know. She also sees him as being gainfully employed and apparently wants to punish him for being right bad at business or something. I don't know. He's I can't remember if it was the investment or whatever. He he makes some bad decisions. It might just be that he says that and that's why he needs the money and she's never going to give it to him while she's alive. He said something about an investment and then he murdered so he murders his wife and then he murdered Laura because yes. he didn't want anyone to suspect him. Well, he murdered Laura to make it seem like a, it serial, a killer serial killer. Right. To, to pull a jagged edge. Yeah. Oh, is that what jagged edge is? I've never seen that. Uh, you, Oops. you don't have to. Oopsie. Spoilers. You really don't have to. <laughs> it's a shitty Joe Astor House movie. <laughs> but then, so, and he's continuing that by killing Jennifer as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because now he's because he sent that thing to the Hollywood Tadler, he's laying the groundwork for the press to go wild with the White Fury killer. And so okay. they've that's why he left the coat with what's her face and all that. I stuff. feel like that plan maybe could work if you did it in reverse order. If you murdered other people first and then your wife second or third or like Yeah. You should always yeah. put yours yours in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Not the beginning also you're the idea of sending the press a picture of your next victim the tattler not the smartest is so stupid well also your your next victim is one of the richest women in la <laughs> yeah. his like defense <laughs> he's not actually the white fury killer he's just robert carney greedy <laughs> terrible businessman married to a cheap lady a yet, cheap rich lady yet he is the white fury killer because that's the only white fury killer right but i'm saying he doesn't universe. even though he killed two ladies at that point he's just not i think he didn't get the memo on how to be like cool <laughs> like that in his defense jagged edge had not come out yet <laughs> i just wanted more re i wanted his motivation to it didn't need to be clearer i guess but it needed to be stronger i i get yeah. i get it that isn't that mm -hmm. is a real life reason that people kill their spouses mm -hmm. but i it honestly I was just like 
just a fart in the wind. Like I had no clue why he was doing it. And it was like, oh, I just wanted some money. Honey, there are so many better ways you can do this. But also burning the photos of those models is, I guess, just a red herring because he didn't. it wasn't mm-hmm. a crime of passion at yeah. all. So why was he doing that alone in his room? He's just kind of like good at it. I, th- I mean, I think he's obviously unhinged. You know what I mean? Like when he comes to the house, he is not acting normal and just not even because he's he's just like maybe he killed his wife and then he just realized he liked it. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about Robert Carney novice ser- fake serial killer i mean he's a real serial killer but he is just figuring out he's just learning the ropes right like mm. how crazy do you act you burn the pictures and all this stuff um it's when he has the envelope that he's going to send to the hollywood tattler and on the back of one of the many pictures of jennifer that he has she looks amazing in that fake fur coat um on the back he does the classic like Sex Pistols ransom note, um, cut out magazine letters thing. And I guess he's really good at cutting up magazines. Like we already see that, but it's just like, come on, man, don't do that. That's dumb. Um, yeah. But he's sitting in the car, putting it into the envelope to <laughs> deliver to the Hollywood Tattler. Yes. And he's wiping fingerprints off all of the pictures which was kind of amazing to me because initially i couldn't figure out what he was doing like it didn't make sense to me that he was wiping fingerprints off because he's wearing gloves every time he kills somebody and whatever but so he's like kind of got like a lot of handkerchiefs and he's wiping and wiping and (laughs) for me my first thought this is so lame-o this is so i work at the art museum i take care of the artwork i was like oh no don't wipe directly on the surface of a photograph (laughs) and then i realized what he's doing but he does all of that and then because it's the 80s he licks the envelope. He licks something that everything. no one would do now. He no one would do that everything now. But in you that could car. totally lick it. <laughs> you could totally lick it in the eighties if you didn't want them to come for you later, a la the Golden State Killer, right? Mm-hmm. That the way he licks that stamp or whatever after <laughs> tediously, fastidiously wiping all of that shit down, and then he licks it with such joy it's like joie de vivre licking of that stamp it's so bizarre it's like the adhesive tasted delicious like yeah. he was just like he's oh, dipped no. his toe into evil <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's just like he's free falling and loving he's it. loving it yeah mm-hmm. so i kind of like that i also loved that because i didn't know the hollywood tat- tattler was a uh, rag uh tabloid and I thought he was calling himself the Hollywood Tatler. And I got oh, so excited. Dub- doubling down on creepy killer. Names. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the Hollywood Tatler. Right. That's right up there with the crybaby killer. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, I don't want to get I don't want to get to Laura yet because uh, that's that's gonna be that's gonna oh, be the rest say, of the episode. Save, yeah. Ooh. So okay. I'm I, so ready to talk about Laura. Yes. The photo shoot for Jennifer <laughs> was so delightful. The song Great. during the photo shoot was amazing. Yeah. The photos <laughs> no. when he's looking through the no, pictures, no, no. the one where she has the the overhead like a hood. <laughs> that really, that, I like that one because it reminds me of when we wrap Boba up in a blanket. Yes, that's exactly it's just, what it looked like. It's, it's so weird because the stills, like the freeze frames that they do during the photo shoot, are like the worst things ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And everybody in the world knows that Stephanie Powers, it's hard to to find the moments where she does not look 
magical, exactly. right? But they find every single one of them. They find at least half a dozen during yeah. that sequence. And it kind of takes <laughs> the sheen off of it for me, I have to say. Mm-hmm. One thing I did appreciate about the photo shoot was that they emphasized that it is not real fur. Yes. And then yeah. someone who we're going to talk about later references Dynell, which is actually the acrylic fiber that you make. Oh. I was. Ferrata. I knew you were going to know that because I was like, "What the hell is Dynell?" <laughs> I love oh, fake fur. Wow. <laughs> fun. A uh, fun fashion fact. Uh, Dynell is. I mean, you can use it. It's an acrylic fiber, so you can use it. You can make thread out of it. You can, you know, hmm. make it to be like fur. It's just really, and it's washable. Wash and wear. But yeah, but <laughs> Dynell is a lot of a lot of fake fur coats are wash and wear, which I love. Hmm. Um. Pierre Cardin experimented with it and he called it some, I can't remember what he called it, but he had a branded name for the stuff he made out of Dynell. And it was some of his most iconic work uh, in the late sixties. He made these heat shaped dresses that almost look like armor. They're super textured. It's like wearing a sculpture, but they're like sheaths with like these big squares and shapes and Hmm. stuff coming off them. They're super, super cool. Like, Hmm super skiffy, futuristic awesomeness. But that's like Dynell. That sounds awesome. Well, I know that I have a new drag name if I ever do that. <laughs> Wash and wear? Uh, nope. Just oh, you're not going for Laura Bancroft? Dynell. I, well, that She's Laura, already there. <laughs> Laura Bancroft. She's already there. Yeah. I will be She's dra- an icon. I will style yeah. myself after Laura Bancroft. Icon. Okay, we, why, why hold off? Let's yeah. just, let's dig let's into Laura. Let's jump in. So, oh, wait, can I say one more thing oh, about- yes. Something that looked bad to me because mm-hmm. Laura only looked good to me. Yes. Um, there was such a brown palette for everybody's clothes this episode. Yes. Yeah. And I don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't like that. And I don't like it. Everybody is kind of matchy matchy. Like they're all wearing brown, weird, sad combinations of brown and brown patterns every single person even when there's like four or five people in the shot (laughs) the only person that's wearing color is the world's dumbest uh executive assistant Mm -hmm. jana right oh fucking jana what uh what a pile of rocks i mean i'm sorry but she did look great (laughs) she looked vibrant she she did she i mean she looked like the sun compared to everybody else in this episode who is wearing the sad brown. So I don't know. I feel like that's obviously like a deliberate choice on Nolan Miller's behalf. And so I find that interesting, that fact interesting. um, Because if you like a brown color story, this episode is for you. But for myself, I don't like a brown color story. I look like shit in brown. And yes, I personalize everything, so I didn't like it. That's <laughs> they, all. They also had Jennifer in that checker, checkered brown top for like 60% of the episode, which seemed Yeah, unusual. she wore that for nine days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Rather conspicuously, mm-hmm. yeah. I do think it was very intentional on Mr. Miller's part to have everybody in brown because it, it emphasized the be. white coat. Laura yeah, mm-hmm. and Laura and Bancroft. yeah, everybody couldn't be wearing black and gray uh, because Laura, it would just be too much on camera. Right? Laura yeah. in her in her white fur coat and white everything out, white slacks and yeah. white the turtleneck, white, the white angora turtleneck. Yeah, mm-hmm. holy shit, that was the greatest outfit yet. That was that's better than like Rose goes and kills what's his face outfit. Oh, you think it's better than Rose's? <laughs> I ha- I have to because fake fur coat. Wow. If, I have to go there. If Laura was wearing uh, 
knee high oxblood boots, I I would be like, okay. Her shoes were were slamming though. I didn't mm-hmm. notice. I she's their super pointy um, heels that match everything else. Stiletto heels. I wrote down like five to ten things she said. I felt like everything she said was so great throughout the whole episode. She had the best dialogue. Yeah. It was spot on, witty as fuck. I wonder if she helped write it or something because she delivered it so well. She delivered it supernaturally. Like like it was... I wonder it, if she it was supernatural. They probably like had lines <laughs> for her, and she was like, "What if I said this instead?" And then that's what made the cut yeah. because it was when so she's good. berating that the cop that's yes, the, the dumpling, the oh, that dump, the dumpling. Yeah, yeah that was that wasn't nice. I like the thing that she said where she's like, and "Then you're talking to me like I'm Heidi, the little goat girl." <laughs> yes, <laughs> she was amazing. So good. Her hair. Everyone should. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of women I know who, you know, like their hair is growing out, right? Because they haven't gone to get their hair did. And it's like, hey, people with hair color light enough to do this. You should pull Laura Bancroft because she had her roots grown out yes. past her shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then it like faded into that beautiful, soft blonde. That was like mm-hmm. the greatest hair. Yes ever it was so perfect and so good and she's just like choking on that scenery she's just sealing mm. every single scene that is incredible yeah incredible so the hearts bring her back to their house because they're they're afraid after she harasses the let's cops. get rid of the cub scouts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cops are trying to protect like, her. I and, agree. I also hate the Cub Scout organization. <laughs> uh-huh. The cops are trying to bring her, bring her in to try to protect her, and she just sasses the fuck out of them. So the hearts, oh, man. you know, are worried about zero her. respect for authority. Oh yeah, and she on the way back to the Hearts house, the thing that she says is like, if I went to the cops every time there was a bizarre incident, who, who would I be, or something like that? And then yeah, some little bizarre incident. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I have not lived my <laughs> yeah. life by running to the police every time there's a little bizarre incident quite the opposite on more than one occasion what I love is that as the car careens around uh, the bend towards the gate to the Hart's property Because she's chain smoking, right? Yes. And her yeah. arm in the white coat is sticking out of yes. the car with the cigarette pinched between its fingers. <laughs> so such a great yes. shot. So then, good. But I have to just say one more thing about the mm-hmm. police station thing because um, the lieutenant says something, something, Mrs. Bancroft. And she goes, Miss Bancroft or Ooh. Miss Laura Bancroft or something like she just... Yes. She's not having it. And so, and then the, the everyone finally gives up on trying to protect her. And she says, you see how sweet and simple everything is once I get my own way? It's so good. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. She's so good. That actress's name was uh, is Carrie Nye, and uh, she passed away in 2006. No. Can you anyone guess what she passed away from? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to lung cancer. No. Yes, lung oh, cancer. Fuck. She. So I, of course, recognized her from Creepshow. She is in the first right, segment she's in of Father's the first Day. Creepshow, mm. and yeah. she's also fucking fabulous in that. Mm-hmm. She. Her head on a platter. Is head, yes, she is the cake at the end of that yeah, segment. But it's insane. She mm. smoked constantly in that segment, and I have to say, she smokes beautifully mm-hmm. uh it's it is she, a, she makes it look so good and when she was smoking in jonathan's car 
<laughs> I was just like, you don't even give a fuck. Like she, she would take a drag and then just deliver her lines with smoke just trailing out of her yeah. mouth. And I'm like, that hurts me to look at as a former smoker. I'm like that. That's painful. Like to talk while oh, you're exhaling s- smoke. Mm-hmm. But if you've been doing it for 50 I'm- years and that's how you deliver I mean, your life. The, the only time she wouldn't have a cigarette would be if we actually saw her get in the pool. By the way, I'm surprised she wasn't smoking. <laughs> I was like, wait, the hearts have a hot tub feature in their pool. Yeah, they do. Mm, yeah. Is there anything they can't do? The main feature in their pool that night was Laura in a bikini. Yeah. Like homegirl Dead. kept it tight. Like what the <laughs> fuck? When she showed up in the fur coat with a bikini, I was like, are you serious oh right God. now? Mm-hmm. Lady. Like she for, looked for good. Me, <laughs> for me, that outfit is like if I could wear that outfit every single day of my life. Like yes. if I existed in a space where that was what I could just do, sun up to sundown, and I guess that means I'm at a ski resort. <laughs> um, that is my perfect outfit: the, the white bi- fur coat, the black bikini, because mm-hmm. I have that exact bikini. Oh, um, I was like, I was like, oh, Laura and I have so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> Like to me, I'm like, that's me. That's me, except the get murdered part <laughs> and the smoking. I don't smoke anymore, but mm-hmm. that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I do my oh, when I do man. my Dinell act, uh, I will be wearing a white fur coat, Dinell. and a black bikini. Yes, I will not look as good in that bikini, but it will be hilarious. So <laughs> yeah, I will get tips. Yeah, I mean, I don't look awful, but I don't look as good as Laura Bancroft. Maxos are like seven hundred dollars uh, at the end because she yeah. put, she's a what is she's a demon at gin or something oh yeah and she's she says okay lamb chop lamb chop how about another game <laughs> the, oh god she was so good i yes. hate that i mean i know that we we're it's gone well too established soon. laura it's bancroft gone well too established soon. that we don't get return uh characters much except for the especially cop. not dead ones mm-hmm. yeah we just get that same cop that showed up again in this episode mm-hmm. uh but to have her back would have been mm. such a great joy. Like her and Max playing cards with Rose. Like, can you imagine just her, oh Max, and Rose playing cards? I would watch like six hours I also hours want of that, that woman who uh, is a vegetarian from the dog food watching party. Keith. That woman, Keith. Keith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Keith yes. also has to be at the table. Then it's the perfect. Just asking for carrots. Carnage. It's like, we're just having, totally having that moment where it's like, if there's a. If there's a concert in heaven, like that. <laughs> I think Keith and Laura would be at each other's throats the entire time. And Rose oh. would just be laughing at them. <laughs> it's just so, I mean, really that moment when you realize that, oh no, Laura Bancroft is dead and floating in her bikini in the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. It's just that truly one of those moments where you're like, there is no God. Yeah. I really wish she could have stuck around for the rest of the episode and helped them solve this case that would have been so much more fun i i would want that only if she wore that outfit the entire totally freaking time yeah the way she walks into the kitchen in like the open coat yeah she goes swimming that's it that is she was also so aggressively Mm -hmm. flirting with max which i love Mm -hmm. because she's Mm -hmm. one she has bested him at cards which is Mm -hmm. a sticking point for him Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's still delightful by the way he is still perfectly delightful he does say Mm -hmm. something really filthy to her when she says let's go for a midnight swim (laughs) and he says 
if you get wet, I'll give you a nightcap. Oh, mm-hmm. really? I didn't yeah. hear that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Max. Max. Oh, I, no, I love it. Because I, I, I do, I like to think that Max is like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to fuck later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oops. Wah, Sad. Wah. Yeah. Yeah. He lost his mother's strudel recipe to her, too, and his... uh. What albums were those? Do you remember? Montavani. Montavani albums. Poor Max. I can't believe those would be on the table. You know. <laughs> it's Montavani. Uh, um, I also just found out that just, Carrie and I was married to Dick Cavett. Did you already say that? Forever. Wow. That's forever. crazy. Forever. Mm-hmm. They never had kids. Childless by choice. I would have loved to have uh, shared a cigarette with Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized watching this that the only thing I know her from is creep show and that's that's ludicrous like i'm i'm about to do a deep dive into mm-hmm. carrie nye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like max was about to and then she got yeah. no <laughs> i was gonna say no 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 yeah that character is everything at that the white fury party where they're unveiling jennifer's photograph and she's <laughs> oh. like let's get rid of the whatever the bubbles and yeah this kitty bring out soda the pop bourbon. Yeah. yeah i thought she said vintage soda pop <laughs> she, did. she did yeah vintage soda yeah, pop and break out the bourbon yeah. oh god yeah. i love her she's so fun i like it because she kind of has like that vaguely texan money sort mm-hmm. of thing and then unfortunately like the incredibly sexy smoky voice mm-hmm um, which does nothing to discourage people from smoking. No. She had three different accents in this episode. <laughs> oh, she did. <laughs> that I, I wrote down. It's like, Each what is going on? more fabulous than the next. Yeah, they were all, fa- they were all fabulous because they were mm-hmm. all like uh, 50s actress. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was like, I'm going to give you a little New York and then I might give you a little, uh, ele- what, what is it, elocution school. Yeah. Some Mia Farrow shit, and mm-hmm. then it's like there was like a weird southern. There's a lot of like, Tennessee Williams <laughs> yes, happening. Tennessee Williams. It's not even Texas. I stand corrected. It's like, yeah, it's Tennessee Williams. Mm-hmm. It's Blanche Dubois all the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the sweeping gestures are very Norma Desmond. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, this is. Ooh. I don't even know what we're supposed to make of this character. But I love it when she breezes into the police station with her little dumpling, and she says, "Hot," <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Like it's it's the o- it's the only and most realistic greeting that anyone that's supposed to be one of their friends ever has given them. Yeah. True. Yeah. Maybe those people at the ranch that gave Jennifer the horse, but <laughs> nope. Where she's just like hearts and she just she just is into it, man. She's Cochise. We're talking about Cochise. <laughs> the horse, yeah. Oh, she was so, so, so good. I yeah. I just I can't at first I was like, oh man, she's a lot. Like this is this is gonna be a lot. And then mm-hmm. it was just like, nope, this is so fitting mm-hmm. and perfect. She pulls it off, yeah. And then it's it's great. When she dies, the episode for me, the momentum came to a screeching halt and it was a little bit boring until that batshit crazy ending, which yeah. I'm so oh glad God. that they had at the end because I was worried it was just going to peter out, but that was really fucking cool, that ending. Well, it's the second time that somebody kind of uh, gets annihilated in a slow roll van accident yeah. <laughs> while fleeing from the Hart's house. <laughs> and right? Jonathan, because in hit, hit Jennifer Hart, that's how they take out the sinister pet owner slash mercenaries Mm -hmm. except he does jonathan jumping out of is it two hearts that he jumps out of i can't remember it was two hearts and he jumps out so like the guy is shooting at jennifer jennifer's running around the van 
the delivery driver slides under like a like a snail so fast. Yeah, he's under the van yeah. so fast when the bullets start flying. It was amazing. Jonathan pushes a button the on the coat. steering wheel, and a gun kind of slowly pops out like a like the lat the horn. Yeah. Opens up and again. Yeah, it, that's how my glove box opens up. <laughs> yeah. Except nothing pops out of it. It's yeah. like a bunch of old paperwork I should throw away, right? It's like a slow. It's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so good. Hinge mechanism. It, it comes out and kind of points towards him in a weird yeah. way, which yeah. is scary. Yeah. Where I'm like, Jesus, what's happening? What did Q do to the Hart's car? I know. Q, no, fuck? stop. It's just like, why have they never had any sort of gadgetry? Like, don't use like the this. umbrella either. They're very dangerous. I'm hoping yeah. that the gadgetry continues because i that was love yeah that. it's very black tie <laughs> it is very black because it's very 007 he was double yeah. o heart yes this, in this in so this. hilarious and such a like just in the blink of an eye like they they gloss over it so fast which yes is great and he shoots the guy in the shoulder the guy jumps in the van drives away jonathan instead of getting back in the car he came in that's probably still running Jumps into a, a jeep a that's jeep. covered in shovels <laughs> <laughs> against a shed. Just, there's every tool in the shed is yeah. running what the against fuck the guys. What the it's fuck? because there's a, there's an established establishment scene when Jonathan leaves to go pick up Laura Bancroft. He waves at the man that's working on their uh, yard. When he oh. drives out of the driveway, there's a guy like trimming the hedges oh, or something, and he waves at him. So and so that's the setup <laughs> for the Jeep and all the tools being there is that the okay. landscapers are working is on the, the Hart's property. The landscapers and he totally Jeep? like gives the guy a wave. Yeah. Oh, okay. The landscapers okay. who obviously like bolted when they heard guns. Yeah, gun totally. Fire. Oh, yeah. I think they're just somewhere on the massive property. How many times has that delivery driver been in a gunfight? Because he. Okay, so Jennifer like knocks the gun, not knocks uh, Robert Carney with the mm-hmm. door. Very, mm-hmm. very smooth move, Jennifer. I love that. I thought that yeah, was so great. Totally. The delivery driver do. immediately runs with her. He doesn't like look around and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he runs mm-hmm. with her, and then as soon as a gun gets fired, he drops and rolls <laughs> under that van yeah. so he fast. Is co- he is crycheck. Yeah, <laughs> he like oozes underneath the van mm-hmm. and disappears so fast that it is great. Like I could drawer. watch that over and over and over it again. Was... He just totally pulled the cry check, mm-hmm. and Jennifer is just kind of like stuck there. There's leaning on the van. I I had a moment where when he jumps in the jeep with all the tools leaning against it, I thought. I wonder if I was jumping in the Jeep, if I would move some of the tools first, or I don't know what I would do. I guess no, you're in a I don't hurry. know what I would do if I was in that situation. I think I would have shot to kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would shot them in the head. All their guns only hit shoulders. Like they have mm. their sights are off. They need to get their get their guns worked on. And then but you can only kill people by letting them fall to their death they off have to of fall. a train on a massive trestle. What yeah, happens? You can, you can only die when it <laughs> seems like it's your, fo- <laughs> it's your, fault. your own fault. But speaking of, how does the guy, does he just drive off the road or does he get shot? I can't remember how the van goes careening through the woods. Did Jonathan shoot the tire or what happened there? Do you remember? I don't remember. I honestly, that's kind of a blank to me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think he maybe was just hurt. Like I think I was, was laughing so much after the after the gun came out of the, the steering yeah. wheel, and then he got into a jeep covered in shovels. Yeah. Like, like there yeah. were fifty shovels on that jeep. Yeah. 
I'm just excited when I see a van being chased on the heart property mm-hmm. because I know that that person will be apprehended and or killed mm-hmm. in a way that is, it's like that thing where if they find a body in like a staged car accident and they're like, that's where the injuries to this body are not Acc- the same yeah. <laughs> as the level of this accident. And I feel like that happens every single time there's a van chase on the Hart's property itself that the van, although this time the van like kind of rolled over and shit, that didn't happen before. But the the guy is clearly super fucked up mm. and swaddled weirdly in um, white fury coats that are in the back of the van and bleeding <laughs> profusely from the head. But it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not what rolling that van would do to you, but I don't care because you should be dead. I love that he was covered in white fury coats because I thought (laughs) it's so poetic. It's beautiful. It's a good moment. They should have done that in the flower episode. They should have done that in the flower. Yes, that absolutely should have happened in the, in hearts and flowers, hearts and and flowers. (laughs) Um, what, What was her name? Sophie. Sophie's place. Oh, but speaking of that, her her strip mall flower shop, the White Fury (laughs) strip mall headquarters, White Fury Inc. And it looks like like an aunt's um, resin pouring company based on the logo. It's just this like it's like a like a white lady who makes dream catchers. That's the vibe of that. It's like a jewelry company. Uh, I think it's still riffing on like the same thing as what's her face's place. The. Uh, self-titled florist shop. Yeah. It's just where everyone's like really into this Art Nouveau-ish sort of revival. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of riffs on that font-wise. And I think this is sort of a similar one where it's like, that's a weird serif. Yeah. But unlike her flower shop, which is beautiful on the inside, it's mm-hmm. gorgeous, that spiral staircase, this place had a payphone and then a public <laughs> drinking fountain right next to it in the entryway of their company, which if I was Jennifer and I showed up there to model for a a fur coat, I would turn around because that's so Mm. it's ugly as fuck. It was horrible. What if you're modeling a fake fur coat? Oh, then I would (laughs) definitely go in. It's Dinell, darling. If Laura was there to greet me, I'd do whatever she said. No one murders anyone over Dinell. Yeah. If you, (laughs) best line, Mm -hmm. if you, (laughs) if Laura does it, I mean, you're stupid if you don't want to do it also. The only thing you don't want to do that Laura does is smoke yourself to death and or get strangled and thrown in a pool. Mm -hmm. But I do know... Those are the only two things I think Laura does that are not great. I do know that that Laura doesn't go to the police when there's a bizarre incident. So I would be a little scared to be around Laura. She goes the opposite direction from the police if there's Mm -hmm. a bizarre incident. Well, in her defense, she says some little bizarre incidents. So it's like a lot of lot of freaky little things. And she's just like, I fucking can't be bothered. Yeah, that's true. That entryway is a little bizarre incident. I can't be bothered, dumpling. <laughs> what do you think Laura's home looks like? <laughs> it's all white. Like, do you think that it's opulent or do you think that it's kind of trashy? I think oh, it's I think opulent. it's I think it's super um, sleek, minimal. I think it's like her outfit, like the monochromatic outfit, which is about shapes and it's super elegant, but it's not fussy, right? The silhouette is really clean Mm -hmm. and she has such a direct personality. I feel like her home is very uh, modern, very contemporary. I picture, you know, like bubble chairs and shit. I picture Kim Cattrall's apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
gold. Mi- minus the monkeys. White and gold. No, more monkeys. More. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not familiar with Kim Cattrall's apartment. Oh, we'll share a little video with you that you really need to watch because it'll make you so happy. It is all, it's all white and gold and it's just very luxurious. Uh, parts of it are beautiful. Parts of it are so gaudy. I think everything in Laura Bancroft's place is very plain, but very, very expensive. The kind of the kind of simple that millions of dollars can buy you. Ellen, what was her what was her position? Was she, like she's not. They just never a model. say. They never say. So that's where I'm confused. She obviously wields a certain amount of social power uh, amongst these people. Mm-hmm. Um, where she's just like willing to completely disrupt a party. <laughs> so let's get the bourbon <laughs> to say, <clears throat> I need to get more drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all we know about her is that she loves to drink bourbon. She's a chain smoker. She can murder you at gin. And she has the most silver tongue that has ever existed. She's just a socialite, I think. That's why she knows the hearts, and that's why she's in that campaign. Because she's rich. I have this image. I don't think she's rich. I have this like this image. Don't bring me down. Don't no, no, no. It's I, I'm not bringing you down. Like it's. I think that she lives or lived a very fulfilling life and loved her life and did everything that she ever wanted to do. But I don't think that she was rich. I hmm. think that she was clever. Hmm. Like she strikes me as some of the um, the kind of artsy kooks that I know who, you know, they live in one bedroom apartments that they've lived in for like 40 years and they are cluttered with beautiful but weird shit. Like that's that's the image that I have of this woman. Mm. Like you need to write some slash fiction of Laura. <laughs> I, I, I'm insp- I am genuinely inspired by Laura. Like I, I, I want a series of movies about Laura Bancroft. Yeah, I would definitely watch. Particularly mm-hmm. like 70s LA Laura Bancroft. Although I doubt that she lived in LA in the 70s. I'm sure she lived in New York. <clears throat> yeah. If I, not Europe. I don't know that I have too much of a of a vision for Laura. I think that she is clearly shrewd and in control. Yes. So in my mind, I feel like if we're just talking about her home, I think that it just reflects that like i think that that straightforward like super chic uh but american vibe is what comes through at her house so i picture like cowhide rug um glass table <laughs> white walls kind of a situation i, I can get down not, that. not like not over the top i don't think she needs a lot I think she's she's you know one of those people where it's just like what she has is more than what a lot of people have, and it is really fucking cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I imagine that she was married to Robert Bresson, and like she <laughs> she lived in Paris in the fifties, hmm. and like then she divorced and married someone else, and then divorced, and then she was just like fuck men, like I don't I don't want to have anything to do with these people. I am mm-hmm. way more interested in fashion and uh, being a part of this social, this society. Mm-hmm. I love also I, uh, that I they have such, so many thoughts about her. They expanded the universe. <laughs> 
her they rounded her character out in a great way where Jennifer wakes up, she's got a hangover from the party that they were at, <laughs> and there's a news report on about the White Fury murders. <laughs> and they the news anchor says, We reached out for the current model to see if she was scared of these attacks. Her response, uh it was negative. Yes. <laughs> they, just, they couldn't they couldn't say what she yeah. said to them. <laughs> She's like, fuck now. I love it. Yeah, I, love that. I mean, they they invest in that character, which mm-hmm. is great because that performance deserves yeah. that's a, a well-placed investment. Oh, the, yeah. Return, yeah. the return is very high. If if Robert right? Carney had invested in her, <laughs> there wouldn't have been a string of really poor murders. Mm-hmm. Uh that that newscaster calls her the latest classic which i was like original no 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 so so jennifer they refer to jennifer as the the new original for the white fury campaign and i wonder if this was a little slip if this was like a little slip up um Mm. because the newscaster refers to laura as the latest classic which Mm. i wrote down because i was like what an interesting phrase well that News reporter will be doing a correction on their next next broadcast. That, I I honestly am like that's a cool ass thing to call Laura Bancroft because she is classic. the latest classic. Maybe you're an original <laughs> while you're modeling for White Fury, and then you become a classic when you when the next one shows up. You, when you yeah graduate out of that, <laughs> you become a classic, and then you become a legend. You're a White Fury original. I was a White Fury original in 1981. <laughs> Boba was a White Fury. Well, original I, I in encourage you to, to look, look up the Black Llama Mink campaign. Because mm. it it's exactly what what White Fury was doing. Love it. Like um, so jo- we were talking about Jonathan for a minute, and mm. Jonathan, this episode was such a tough guy, and it it really. Oh my god! When he sets the Hollywood Tatler, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the Hollywood, ta- but before that, when he was at White Fury offices, and he just intimidates this guy into destroying yeah. contracts, mm. which makes. No sense to me, unless Jonathan owned White Fury, <laughs> which, which I did have that thought. It was like yeah, maybe that's Jonathan's one of his twenty interconnected kind of on roids or something. This episode, it's like is Jonathan on roids? Like because mm-hmm. sometimes he has a, he often. I mean, he almost always has a short fuse when it comes to people like getting all up in Jennifer's shit, right? Yes. Then like the claws come out and Jonathan's like on attack, right? But this just seemed like a little over the top for the character. It was like when he got physical with the guy at the Hollywood Tatler, I was like, this is the Royd episode. Does he throw his phone? (laughs) Jonathan's like meeting, (laughs) meeting some dude at Venice beach and getting some roids. Something's happening. He like pushed him against the filing cabinet and he went flying backwards and against the wall. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was very extremely violent. And you're just supposed to not like that guy because he's a tabloid. Oh yeah. He guy. was super sleazy. Right. Much like the other, the woman who was doing the tabloid news where you're just not, you're supposed to intrinsically not like these people, but right. I don't know. Yeah. I guess they suck. I just, I've, I found it really interesting because <laughs> he's like, first it's the white fury office where he, mm-hmm. he doesn't even threaten the guy. He just makes, he makes very <laughs> stern statements to which this guy shivering agrees mm-hmm. to destroy Jennifer's contract. Then there's the Tatler situation where he, he gets physical with this guy, yeah, which was so honestly to me out of character, like that mm-hmm. didn't seem like Jonathan Hart. But then 
when he shows up at home and a gun pops out of his steering wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I see what you're doing oh, now. Like you're, only. this is Jonathan Hart action hero. This is Jonathan Hart 007. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, not a Jonathan Hart move to have a contraption in a steering wheel that has a gun. No, that's the first like Q style yeah. contraption that we've seen. And, and they didn't I'm, even mention it at all. Bring it back. Like I, I hope that continues. That was really fun. Yeah. This episode was so wackadoo. Maybe the- I loved it. The hearts are learning finally that they just need to have guns hidden everywhere because they're constantly going to get into <laughs> they so gun need battles. To have guns everywhere. <laughs> Jonathan did two things this episode that I really didn't like. And the first one was Jennifer, they learn of the first murder and that she was put in the White Fury coat after she was, or she was sleeping in it, whatever. And they think it might be linked to White Fury. And Jennifer says, maybe I should pull out of this campaign. What do you think, Jonathan? And he says, it's up to you. It's completely up to you. And that I just don't like because she's scared. You know, she's a little worried. I just think from a romantic partner, like if I was with you and like the the roles, like whatever, if I was like worried that I was in a campaign that might be linked to a serial killer and I asked you what I should do and you just told me it was completely up to me, I would like feel uncared for i think i would just feel like okay i would be fucking relieved yeah i think that's a really? that was because women are tired of men telling them what to do all the time even when they ask them with for their opinion i get that i but... felt like that was i'm so glad you brought that up because it's <laughs> like there are a couple of moments jonathan's always trying to run the show jonathan mm-hmm. this episode aside from being a roided out fucking psychopath <laughs> yeah. uh mm-hmm. with james Spy. bond weapons yeah. uh mm-hmm. he was very supportive of Jennifer. Like he was, he was, I, I, I like that. I like that. He said, it's up to you. Mm. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think, I think it would have, it would have been, I think, I, I think what you're wanting is for him to say, like, I'm fucking terrified that you're going to yeah. get murdered. So I, I think or, you should pull out of this in a more but Jonathan I think, way, but yeah, I think what it, what it reflected to me was him saying, I totally trust you. Like, you know what you're, yeah, you know what's going on. You've been in this situation to me, countless times already. To me, it sounded like he was saying, well, you're playing with your own life, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was, I know. I was huh. And then the, the, a- the other moment that uh, solidified this for me <laughs> and was just one of my favorite little tiny moments in the episode was when they were at uh, Robert's office and they talked to Dumb as a Box of Rocks Jana, Jana, and she's like, "I have to go for some reason," and they <laughs> I have to get turns, to yeah, He turns <laughs> to Jennifer and says, "Are you in the mood to get into something unethical?" Uh-huh. Uh, again, which, which again. I, I, mean, I was already like, "This, that's so good." And yeah. then Jennifer's yeah. again, priceless, so, like, so great. It was like a mm. diamond was just delivered to me, like, uh, so, uh, yeah. so good, so yeah. good, perfect yeah. heart moment. For me, I'm relieved that Jonathan asked Jennifer's own opinion about her own fate mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten, he decides what the hearts do. He decides mm-hmm. what, you know, he just automatically and understandably, like based on the fact that he runs Heart Industries, blah, blah, blah. He's just used to taking the lead and, and being in charge. But I... Yeah, to me, it's like, thank you for giving Jennifer agency over her own life Mm. and or death. And also, to me, it just reflected the fact that she's being honored with this campaign. She's doing it because she's supporting animal welfare. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, he's going to ask her because what they're saying is, you're not supporting this charity anymore if we 
Like yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I can see a, that side a, of it. A true Jennifer, uh, <laughs> sorry, a true Stephanie Powers passion uh, is the, the care for wildlife. The, mm-hmm. the second thing Jonathan did in this app that I didn't like was he much like um, hit Jennifer Hart, just leaves her alone when the danger's at its peak. When they she know, gets left alone a lot. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just he he goes. I can't even remember where he's going. He's going to the Tatler, I think. Mm-hmm. And then she says, "Should I go with you?" And he says, "No, stay here with Max." And it's like, well, Max, there were already was a woman murdered under Max's care <laughs> ten minutes ago. I, it's just. I don't think it's fair to say that she was murdered under Max's care. Well, all of their care because they brought her there to not <laughs> was, get murdered. Yeah, no, they fucked, like, just they let, fucked everyone fucked up. Just there. left her out alone. But just that it's like they knew at that point that there was a connection to the white fury models. Mm-hmm. They knew that Jennifer was super high risk and he just leaves and goes to the beat the shit out of that tabloid guy. Yeah. And that is just like, I don't know. He didn't seem to care much for her this episode. I felt like he, huh. I felt like he cared. I felt like he cared a lot. Like his, his roided out rage, <laughs> rage moments were entirely based on protecting Jennifer. Yeah. I don't like tough guy Jonathan very much uh, as a character. I don't think it's, I don't think it's believable for one. And I also just don't like it. Mm. I, I like, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's better as the uh, puppy. Yeah. Um, like totally. he's, he's a real good puppy. The ploy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, th- but in this episode, everything worked for me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, even his, yeah. his ra- roid rage was like justifiable and, and kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like it on him, but I get it for yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really tapping into any subtext with the way that he was treating Jennifer, but I think I've proven time and time again that I just feel better when Jennifer gets to make her own decisions and, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just automatically assume that she can take care of herself. She doesn't necessarily, technically she doesn't need Jonathan. She got to be in her forties without Jonathan. She (laughs) lived that long without him. No, with him Um, for for five years (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) They're at six years now. Oh, they're six years, right? They're at six years now. Last season, they yeah. had their fifth five-year anniversary. I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that you have like a, a fuller perspective on like their dynamic and you do key in on some of the things and it, and it does change from episode to episode. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot of, of variance there yeah. in the way those characters connect. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I, I, I like that Jennifer solved this mystery um, she's the one that that figured it out first. Uh, although I was, this, yeah. this is really my one flaw with this episode. <laughs> is it all the weird briefcases? Me too. No, yeah. <laughs> no, totally. It's, it's the it's the mystery angle where they're trying to figure out who's done all of this. And given like there's there's enough track covering to a point where Robert is is kind of in the clear of some of suspicion a little bit, but after he shows up at her house and like throws alibi. a drink, uh, that mm-hmm. was a real, like Jennifer was rightfully suspicious when they go to his <laughs> office and they talk to his, uh, dumb as bricks secretary. They leave, she leaves, they go into his office, they play the dictation mm-hmm. tape and they mm-hmm. hear the, the bells. Uh, God, the bells were so loud and, Mm -hmm. that's so silly 
But mm. she immediately, like, she figures it out because the Bells of St. Mary, she, she's watching that on TV with Max, which, again, another adorable moment, in my opinion, was, like, they're trying to figure mm-hmm. out what to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, she figures it out. Like, she's, again, the the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. The, the flaw, my, my problems with this episode are purely Robert. They're purely Robert. Like Carney? I, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that his motivation was justified enough. Yeah. Hmm. I, got, I get it. I, got so excited. I, I understand it, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I got I excited that it was going to be a passionate motivation, but it, then they just went to money so quickly. And it's, it's always going to be money. It's yeah. always going to be money. Yeah. Hmm. I think I wanted one clue as to him being in debt to the mob or like some sort of like inescapable fate that he had to resort to such an extreme situation. Mm. Or I wanted some sort of evidence that he was already unhinged and kind of fucked up because he decides instead of like just killing your wife uh, to get money, Mm -hmm. he decides to fake a serial killing. Yeah. Which is so extreme. It's a bad plan. It's a terrible plan. <laughs> to our listeners, if you have a, a plot of murder, every time you murder someone, that's a web of just cover-ups and bullshit that you have to deal with. If your plan involves more than one murder, maybe rethink it to just have one murder. Yeah, just do one, guys. Just the, the like, take her to a ski resort and get her drunk and send her down a black diamond. Oh, uh, see? <laughs> Better, what a better plan! Yeah. Like that's a, like <laughs> she had a way better plan. You seem way more inter- innocent. <laughs> I don't know. I can see where on paper the mis the misleading murders seem like a a pretty good way to throw the cops off to off the trail to get the fuzz off your back. Um, but I think that Robert was just like Robert's just not good at it. But he also clearly like he's in character. He's like, yes, living it. He's Robert is like mind hunting. He's he's the white fury killer. <laughs> he is the mind hunter, and it is a scary look on him with all his briefcases. It's not good. He's, he's licking like everything, shaking, yeah. and like yeah. yes, like hyperventilating at Jennifer. And it's like, at the very least, she's not going to want to be around you. So if you're trying to kill her, mm-hmm. this is not the way you should be. Why wouldn't you go the grieving widow route? He went the angry widow route. Widower, sorry. Widower. Grieving widower route. You brought up Jagged Edge, uh, but I, I, I want to bring up Blowout, uh, Brian De Palma's Blowout. Mm. Where yes, I always want you to bring up Blowout. John Lithgow is a crazy hired killer in this movie. He is he's <laughs> absolutely like devoid of any humanity, mm. and he fakes a serial killing of sex workers in order to kill one woman. And it's a brilliant plan in this movie. Mm. Like in the movie, it works. It makes sense. It mm-hmm. actually works. And it's like mm. a very, it's very thought out. That's what I wanted. I think from this. Mm. Yeah. Like just, but yeah. not, I know that you can't do that in a, in a 45 minute episode of television necessarily, mm-hmm. if that's not what the show is about, but they could have given me one kernel of it. Just one yeah. colonel instead of just a dude with a job who's married to an annoying woman who is a nightmare on the phone, by the way, when she was on the phone in that in her bed. And <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I want to kill just you. Just the creepy woman in her bed, like everyone else in America is at work. And that woman is like 
in her bed uh, looking for herself in the newspaper or yeah. whatever. It's yeah, it's kind of like mm, I don't miss her. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I don't know. There's I feel like they they absolutely could have just like left it where it was and had Robert just be like the stone cold uh, Robert Carney where he just murders her and then methodically and coldly like giving absolutely nothing away murders, you know, the other two white fury mm. uh, classics or originals, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and I, I like that they kind of dug deeper and made him into a weirdo. And I love any episode that has somebody cutting up shit from a magazine with an exacto knife while I watch mm. any episode that has that is an episode that I like. Yeah, I do like that as well. And it's so funny because heart to heart will do that sort of thing so often, but then they'll just show you the face of the person who's doing it. You know, it's like they have this mysterious person cutting out magazines and burning the photos. And then they just show you who's doing it immediately. Well, they, this was the first, this is it the first time like this was very Columbo of heart to heart to show the murderer and the first murder right off the bat. So, mm-hmm. so the audience knows who it is. No, they the do that quite a bit. Time. Um, they do it quite a bit. Except for ones where it's like a different trajectory, like what murder we know right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very more rare that it's a mystery. I feel like it's something that I've complained oft about. You mean a mystery to the viewer? Yeah, to the viewer. Yeah. I don't know why I felt like this episode really like drove it home. Doesn't bother like, me. This is the guy. Oh, it didn't bother me. Like I like it. Um, it's Columbo. It's a Columbo format. Yeah, uh, it didn't bother me in this episode either. I've gotten. I think I've just killed that part of myself that cared about that. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like that the the early heart to heart version of me that wanted more mystery is dead and gone in season two yeah midway through season two well uh is it time for pick your poke i'm sorry ellen but you have to start <laughs> don't i, oh, I don't start. have to it's well i mean technically it's Laura Bancroft's outfit, but then, of course, by association, it's Laura Bancroft. Of course, it's Laura Bancroft. There is no one but Laura Bancroft. Laura Bancroft forever. She mm-hmm. seems like she would be really, really fun in bed. Like, she, yeah, probably. <laughs> she would probably talk uh, a little more than I. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> and she'd light you both on fire. The smoking scares me. <laughs> yeah, she's constantly smoking. <laughs> <laughs> smoking while she's having sex by the way I, i'm gonna go as laura bancroft for halloween mm. oh my god well then I, I already have the the costume then i will go oh i will go as my poke the dumpling oh the, oh the, 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 the cop that she the, the cop that she shooed away he was so Aww, cute really he was super adorable he was a dumpling he was a little dumpling oh, i totally man. wanted to eat him you're gonna go as a cop for halloween though sure Really? It's Halloween. You're supposed to go as monsters. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine is Mr. Merkham at the Hollywood Tatler. <laughs> I was kind of into him too, but he was so sleazy yeah. and, and fake tan. And I, yeah, there I was, there was a lot of problems with him. He's very handsome, but he was a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that actor is, pro- well, I don't know if I'm sure about it, but that actor is probably not that gross, but I'm fucking the character. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a tabloid <laughs> news. They're real news people, okay? Uh, any other notes? I, I've, yes. My notes are gone. I, my, I love my notes. I have, uh, I have Robert Carney be licking shit. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Laura, what accent is that? 
<laughs> the hearts had a beautiful ceramic deer head on their wall in this episode that I really loved. It was a, it's a wreath. It's a ceramic wreath with a ceramic deer poking out as if it's been mounted on the wall. And it's really great. It's in their kitchen. I don't think I, I, I've never seen it before. I don't know. Maybe it's I haven't seen that either. Since. And they, they also, they had some new, uh, <laughs> some new art in their living room that had horribly ugly brass uh, mm-hmm. lighting fixtures above them. Ugh. Yeah, not wild about that. My notes, it says brown in all capitals. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says hot tub question mark. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and you see the, that it's a hot tub earlier in the episode before anybody goes out and gets murdered adjacent mm. to the hot tub. You just see like the little fountain and the fact that it's steaming, mm-hmm. bubbling oh, with its golden glow. I also loved Laura's little song that she kept singing to herself while she was like about to get into the pool. It was so <laughs> like she's she's so wasted. Laura's theme. Oh yeah. god, I love her. Well, Max is making like a nine-layer pastrami sandwich <laughs> forever. Oh my god, that's like my dream night. I know. I'm, I know. <laughs> I, I would get murdered for this. It's beautiful. <laughs> I feel so relaxed about the Halloween costume thing getting sorted so early. It's great. <laughs> Just throw on the black bikini, right? String bikini. I'll get my copy from figured out and then we can, oh <laughs> we my can God. do this. And then Joe will go as Jonathan and Jennifer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Half and half. Yes. Split down the middle. That would be really good. Um, there's one. Oof, I think, I think my, Victor Victoria. That would make mm, me scream. Yeah. My last horror. note is the Hollywood Tatler, they release the story, right? Is that what happens? Or they they see the story at home with Max? No, the newscaster, mm-hmm. the newscaster that we Tells. see three times says <laughs> the Hollywood Tatler is okay. going to release this, right? And so that's why Jonathan goes to the Hollywood, Tatler. and that's the newscaster from the local Los Angeles television station whose logo is the reverse of a diver down symbol. <laughs> Oh, it's an inverted diver down. What's a diver down? Uh, leg. It's, it's a, red with a white a flag. Uh, diagonal stripe. Oh, it's a messaging. It's a semaphore. Oh, okay. Flag. Oh, huh. also, it's also a Van Halen the album. For an iconic Van Halen album oh. called Diver Down. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering how you knew about a semaphore. It's the Van Halen album, one hundred percent. But um, they. Oh, Max says. That like that Hollywood that rag will print anything, even death warrants. Oh, sorry, Mrs. H. Yeah, no offense, Mrs. Just H. That's like he makes multiple jokes to her about her own mortality <laughs> yeah. just yeah. while they're standing in the kitchen weirdly with the giant television on the counter. And that's a you, pretty fucked up thing to well, do. Well, if you think that's tacky, Max gets his because he gets sapped on the head. <laughs> oh man. And yeah. rammed into his car. Which I was bopped. that was such a fucking brutal thing. I was like, Max, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this episode, there's a there's a, a lot going on. Mm. And then I was a little bit just like, you're gonna put this delivery boy in mortal danger too. I mean, I get it. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> I can't be helped. I yeah, guess why wouldn't he be they in didn't put, they, they, they didn't plan it. They didn't, like a, she didn't like know a, that that guy was going to be pizza. there. Well, yeah, but and she didn't know that the delivery was coming either. It's true, but they didn't do that for Pompey Pizza. They played along with their captors. No, but they, they threw a knife at him. He ran. And 
Well, you're saying that because she slammed the door on onto Robert Carney, that she's then also endangering yes. the delivery guy. So mm-hmm. she should just get killed by Robert Carney. Well, no, yeah, Rather than I playing disagree. along with his ruse and then figuring out a way to get away later on, she puts him in danger too, which they didn't do with the Pompeii guy, I don't think. They, they played along with the whole story for a long time and then something else happened oh no the cop shows up from the swamp yeah and the guy goes Ooh. <laughs> the guy who holds his breath the, i want to yeah, watch that I episode think, again that was so yeah. good i think the way that that kid cry checks under that white fury delivery van that kid doesn't need anybody's help That's he true. has been in so many like shootouts he's, yeah. he's just so yeah, familiar he's with the scenario he's a yeah. white fury delivery man of course he's been he's in shootouts <laughs> He's absolutely fine. Oh, God. Okay, I, I'm so excited about this. Let's get to ratings. All right. Zero to five hearts. Ellen. This episode has so many things that I love in it. Even if you just sucked the plot out of it, you'd be left with a pile of shit Ellen likes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I only, I only wish that the pastrami sandwich was in it because then it would be perfect. Um I give it a five. I love this episode and I actually think that it is, I mean, for all those reasons, personally, it has like the creepy uh, cut the thing out of the magazine thing. There's someone who's very relentlessly dark and messed up in the head and just killing. There's the amazing, powerful, glamorous, random female character. There's the outfit. Uh, There's just everything. But beyond that, I think that this is a terrific episode of Friday Night Television. I mean, it's just a breathtaking, awesome example of a super fun yes. 80s TV hour-long uh, mystery yep. show. It's just great. Like, I just super love it. It's just just enough of everything, except Laura Bancroft, which clearly uh, I wish we had There's never of. enough. There's never enough, Laura. But so, five. I'm willing. I don't, to me, I don't see very many flaws in this episode overall, because I think I kind of I kind of roll with the episodes like there's not one thing that they do that always makes me upset or whatever within the context of it. So I'm just like free and easy on this one. Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Ellen, your hair color is looking amazing right now. Like it's just it, it, it's very well lit and the the uh, highlights are so good. Mm-hmm. You look amazing. Thanks. And your glasses got- are really good. Thank you. Where's this going? Um <laughs> It's going. Yeah, I think you. Can I borrow some money? You know, if I were, if I were to rate your look, it would be a five, which is my rating for this episode. Oh, wow. This is a fucking five. Much like Ellen's look. Damn, girl, you're. That's awesome. Yeah, your hair looks amazing. Gorge. <laughs> you're. This is. A, we're still in quarantine. You're not supposed to look this good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so depressing. Did you oh, your, you look. Did great. you turn your ghost light on just now? <laughs> is that the yeah. ghost? Yeah, the ghost light. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Yeah, these are the lightest highlights I've ever had. They're great. Wait, yeah. I know that's not we're not talking about that. Well, but it's just true. Well, they're the a- lightest up until Halloween when you get pure white platinum hair burns. <laughs> 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 Shit, that's gonna be good. Ooh, that will that's look gonna good. be good. Yeah, uh this episode's a five. It's a five. I loved it. I laughed so much. Mm. I, even the <laughs> stupid shit was so good. Uh my problems with the plot are secondary to my enjoyment of the episode. Mm-hmm. And of course, Laura. 
So five. Yeah, Laura for sure. So here I come in to bring us down. Uh, I before the, before <laughs> the podcast, I had I had like a three in my mind for this episode. Really? Yes, because really, it just. Sorry, Joe. I'm listening, but I now Eric's made me want to look at my hair. Just flip, whip it out. Uh, Ellen is is Willow Smithing right now. Yeah, <laughs> just whipping her hair back and forth. <laughs> She's just holding like, it up. <laughs> like, my hair's down to my waist. <laughs> Like a mermaid. There was just some moments I thought that dragged. The villain was a nothing villain. I thought he just, I don't know. Uh, sorry to be so negative, but Laura saved it for sure. And then that ending saved a lot of it. So I'm going to go with a four because it is. It went a up a whole a whole point mm-hmm. for you from talking about it. Yeah, just how much fun we had talking about it for sure. I also oh, like, that's nice. am feeling kind of shitty today. So that might be coloring my Me <laughs> enjoyment. Too. Yeah. So shitty. Yeah. I'm so sorry for myself today. It's really fucking stupid. <laughs> what? It's not stupid. What'd you do? I needed, I needed more Laura is. Bancroft today. <laughs> I need to be more like Laura Bancroft yeah. and then I won't have days like today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, more her dying. Yeah. Was a big rewrite that I would have done. <laughs> yeah. I uh, really wish she would have survived that and like kicked a door down or something at the end and shot him in the head. And technically like, she, cut a, at least cut a bitch. She mm. could have, she could have survived it and the whole plot could have continued. Like mm. if, True. if she would yes. have survived, he could have still gone after Jennifer Mm-hmm. It, that was, but it did make me feel it. I was like very upset when she died. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck, that's fucking sad." Oh she God, was so right? You're just hoping, hoping against hope that she's not floating in that pool. Mm-hmm. But then you see, is. you see Max in that kitchen, forty-five in a black string bikini with yeah. cutouts, putting together his nine-layer sandwich very noisily, <laughs> not paying any attention at all. Oh shit! Just the idea of that. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to get murdered, but I do want to wear that outfit, get in the pool. To yeah. be getting in the hot tub later, and somebody has made me a nine-layer sandwich, <laughs> ideally with meat in it. Sorry, Joe. The thing that we didn't mention <laughs> how I live. that does sort of make up for this part of the episode is that the hearts have a security system that didn't work. So mm. he should have tricked it, but he worked at inter-security, whatever that he last word is. He did fuck up their security system. Yeah. So he had a remote control to open their gate, that weird like radio control yeah. to open their gate. And then in, in briefcase number two, which was kind yeah. of like more elaborate, like mm-hmm. briefcase anvil case looking thing, right? Like that's what Robert Carney takes when he goes on his serial killing tour of America. He packs his <laughs> radio controlled. I wish there was a shot of the backseat of his car and it's just like 30 briefcases. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, it, well, it looks like there were, there's, to find the one. there's legit two on the seat when he opens up the one. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, you know, like he's carrying one, which seems weird. Like he's coming into Jennifer's house, all like social call, but he's carrying that weird ass briefcase, mm-hmm. the brown leather one. And then in the car, there's one stacked on top of the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's in the other briefcase? Killing stuff? Yeah, for sure. And he's you know, like a hands-on person, which just doesn't seem quite right. It's no like, wonder if you own a gun, just shoot him. Yeah, no wonder his wife didn't give him any more money either. She's like, you just For real. you just fucking spend it all on briefcases. She knew, <laughs> she knew he was not right. I bet after they got married, there was like some conversation where she's in the kitchen with her mother-in-law, mm-hmm. and the mother-in-law tries to tell her that there's something wrong with her son, mm-hmm. and to be careful but they don't quite get it. Or Robert like comes into the kitchen and they're like, mom, we're getting married or whatever. And then the mother never says anything again. (laughs) I feel like Robert Carney is not right. And 
he has forever not been right. Mm -hmm. He just happened to find the thing. It's like that thing where they're interviewing detectives and they're trying to be super ominous and they're like, he discovered that he loved killing. And I think Robert Carney discovered that he loved killing. I like yeah. that. I wish they would have developed that. Yeah. He hates his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate his wife too, honestly. Like was his she, wife was awful. Well, the first she can't take original. that money with her. Like what's her damage, right? What was she bedridden at the beginning? I don't of the think day? she no, earned she that money. She was just lazy. She was like, just she lazy. Was just, well, or or she was just in bed. Like she was just originally in bed. bed. At 10 a.m. And even when she's about to get murdered, she wouldn't she's get like up. like the gross rich lady in that Agatha Christie and um, the blue geranium. Her phone conversation drove me crazy like because she just talked at someone on the phone. And then her maid came in and brought her breakfast, which she then terminates the phone call and then talks to herself. And I was just like, this woman... I don't ever want to be around this woman. That is not classic <laughs> also, original she, material. When she was killed, her reaction to being murdered was <laughs> hysterical. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Screaming. Oh, <laughs> no! Yeah. The, the scream was amazing. Yeah. I mean, the scream is like top shelf horror movie <laughs> screaming. Yeah. Like, that's the scream you sample for your Halloween sound effects record. It was that good. But it also was completely jarring, not just because she's suddenly going from breakfast in bed, fucking around with the newspaper, to, hey, there's my husband, to screaming like she's in Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's just jarring because it's such a great scream. It's like, that's that's... Maybe that is the segue when you realize that your clearly insane husband <laughs> yeah. that you never give any money to... Um, is about to choke you to death. We're mm -hmm. back. We're back to blowout territory. It was a mm -hmm. good scream. <laughs> I was confused by that because it was a point of view shot from his perspective, but she was looking off to the right side. So I was like, "What are you looking at?" Maybe she's coming for the in maid. like the screen door, right? I don't know. Yeah, he's coming in through her her bedroom her balcony, her bedroom French door. Oh. Uh, well, okay, so we've talked about this for 80 minutes, and I, I honestly can't think of anything to cut out of this. We've we've just talked about this episode. Uh, we did talk about my hair a little bit. This is the, but this but is, I think it's important to leave that in. Oh, we're absolutely leaving that in. But this, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking as the editor of this, I'm like I'm not cutting any of this out. Like this is this has been a really great conversation about what I think was a really great episode of Bardari. Which earned a fourteen hearts, mm -hmm. which is a wow, massive heart attack. That is really that is uh, definitely something that you need to change your diet and exercise routine about. Ellen, what mm. are we doing next? I'm so glad you asked. Originally airing on November seventeenth, nineteen eighty one. Next, we're going to be talking about murder up their sleeve. <laughs> What first appears to be an illusion becomes reality when a Jonathan Hart lookalike bent on revenge teams with his magician brother to plot the murder of the real Jonathan in order to take over the Hart's corporate empire. Amazing. Yes, that is one sentence. Oh my God. Holy shit. Um, that sounds awesome. Well, uh, I think you both know this about me, but I rather sadly love magic. Oh. So anytime there is... An illusion to be had, or a stupid magician. I love it. Mm, I'm excited for this. I'm very excited about this. Too. I hope it's a <laughs> Dominique performance. <laughs> and he's it's Dominique. He's dressed as a rattlesnake cowboy. 
I forgot one note I did have. The very first shot of the episode is a big magazine that says LA Living, and then it's just a bunch of bottles of rose, and it says <laughs> rose uh, in really tiny type. So it's just a shrug of a title. It's like mm, rose. Yeah. Which that's pretty accurate to LA Living. I have drunk a lot of right, rose. I was going to say, isn't that, mm-hmm. what is it, a mirror? Like, mm-hmm. it really is. The magazine cover it speaks to my is soul. Is that art imitating life or <laughs> life <laughs> creating art? Joe, I. I thought of you, and I'm wondering have you have you ever read much Agatha Christie? Mm, none. Um, you might like 450 from Paddington. Oh, uh, because it's about trains, and it's about um, it's one of my favorite things, which relates to blow up and then blow out, which is someone accidentally stumbles upon a murder in progress. Ooh. Um, and so. So 450 from Paddington is is great. Yeah. I love it's that. It's so so clever. Did the book, right? You're talking about the book. Mhm. Okay. Did you have you seen the movie? Is it good? I haven't seen the movie. Mm. I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah. When was the movie made? 1987. Oh shit. Really? What? I'm going to watch that movie even I might, though I already know what happened. I might watch that tonight actually. <laughs> Trains. Trains, well, trains, trains. Thank you guys for sticking with us. For this one, um, we loved it. 50 episodes. 50 episodes down. And we're just as awful at this as we were when we started. We're just picking up speed. <laughs> we just have a lot of catchphrases now. By the 500th episode, we're going to be so okay at this. <laughs> Wait, how are we getting to 500 episodes? <laughs> oh, wow. We're not. We're not. Okay. We're going to no, no, just no, go no. around in a cycle of... That was hyperbole. We're that, that's actually, yeah, hyperbole. that's that's what we're going to do. As soon as we're done, we're going to start it over yeah, again. It was murder too. <laughs> Strike back. It, Kick it back. Was, it is murder. That's <laughs> what it'll be called. At that point. Murder. It was murder. The murder strikes back. <laughs> Great. That's. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please get in touch with us uh, at our Instagram it was murder pod or, or show Twitter and it was murder pod. Don't show up at our houses. <laughs> we won't open the door. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Um, I don't nope. like that. Nope. I don't like that no. either. Oh, show up at my house. You can email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us anywhere. You're listening to this podcast. It's a, it's a, an actual assistance to our longevity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess we're not going to stop even if no one does that. <laughs> So never mind. Right, just, you can keep you can keep you shooting can just, at us, but we're keep, gonna keep coming. Yeah, we're just gonna slide under that van and <laughs> yep. and until you're we gone. Live and then to we're deliver another, another white fury. You're, we're white furious, <laughs> half white furious. If we get one less than five star review, I'm gonna get white furious, and I quit the podcast, <laughs> and I'm gonna sabotage. <laughs> From then on, <laughs> I'm just gonna say you're racist if you give us less than five stars. Um, yeah, towards, <laughs> towards me. I never even thought of that. Wow. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Idea. Anyway, idea. the hearts were adorable this episode, and they also let Freeway stay in bed with them when they were going to sleep. I don't even remember seeing which him. I took note of and I was very happy about because if you have a dog the whole point is to let them sleep in bed with you because it's so nice so on that note good night freeway good night freeway good night freeway we love you Joe thinks you're ugly (laughs) (laughs) 